Today, we begin with my revealing a real issue that exists for most Christians across denominations. I tell you about one of the most innovative ideas that I did absolutely nothing with. I share a question that I asked on Reddit and how the answers I received genuinely surprised me. And all of this is on the way to answering the question, can you explain your faith to an alien? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. There is a strange phenomenon amongst Christians, and I would say that it's pretty consistent across denominations, at least as far as I've seen. And here it is. I'm just going to say it straight out, and then I'm going to explain myself. We don't know what we believe. Now, immediately, there are Christians listening or watching the video version of this who will say, Oh, <laughs> I do. But here's what I found. There are plenty of people who would tell me that they think some other person's version of Christianity is wrong. And these are people who feel strongly and will explain why they think some other person is not really a true Christian, not really following the Christian ways. And we tend to think that making a judgment about someone else's faith is the same thing as declaring our own. But it isn't. Look, I've served in churches with outspoken liberals and diehard conservatives, and what I have just said is true across the board. So about 15 years or so ago in my ministry, I came up with this idea that there should be a regular interval at which every member of a congregation makes a public proclamation of faith, their own personal faith. But isn't this already done? In many places, people recite the Nicene Creed together, or they stand up and say the Apostles' Creed. Some even say a Christian version of the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, okay, that's a great distinction. This isn't a litmus test where you stand up and read a declaration of faith that has been written by your faith group. I see this as a time in which you do some deep thinking about what you believe, and then you write it down and you say it to the congregation. I would probably limit it to maybe three minutes. I know that doesn't seem like a lot of time, but I don't want people to try to answer for the full depth and breadth of all of the Christian faith. Just Tell us what you believe. The point is not to be evaluated. The point is to push us to think, really think about what we believe and to listen to what others believe and maybe come to grips with the breadth of how much variance there is even within one single congregation. Now, I should say I never made this a tradition nor expectation anywhere where I served. There would Well, there would have been a rebellion, but I still think it's kind of a cool idea. Maybe every seven years, that sounds about right, there might be a class to help out, not to direct, not to check over your work, but just a couple of weeks, meeting once a week to help a person work through some basic questions so they can think about what is it that I believe? What is important to me in my own faith journey? Now, I think there is a tendency to say, look, We have the Nicene Creed, and that tells us what we believe. We don't need any other statements of belief. And let me say this. First, the Nicene Creed was created as more of a reaction against things that were not going to be tolerated than as a true essential statement 
of belief for the people who are reciting it. Next, even if you say you will and do buy into the entire Nicene Creed as your statement of belief, that leaves so much of your personal faith out of the picture. So let's talk about the Nicene Creed for a moment. I'm willing to guess that you can read the Creed and put the elements of the Creed into three basic categories. And here they are. First, I believe that. Then the second category, yeah, I'm not sure I really do believe that. And the third category, yeah, I believe it, but it isn't important to my personal daily faith journey. And that is the crux of the issue. What I think we all need is an occasional exercise in which we are forced to work through what is important to our daily faith journey and then leave everything else out, not because it doesn't matter or isn't true, but because it isn't where our focus is right now. So recently, I went on to Reddit. If you don't know Reddit, just very briefly, it's a social media platform essentially divided into many, many Oh, so many electronic bulletin boards, each revolving around a topic. And if you have a passion for some sort of topic like scuba diving, underwater photography, bluegrass music, growing succulents, American history, collecting watches, climbing Kilimanjaro. Oh, like searching for extraterrestrial life and proving the existence of UFOs. Yeah, literally almost anything. You can find a group of people talking about it there. So I went to one of the groups on Reddit that I enjoy. It's called Open Christianity. And this is a group, admittedly, of progressive-leaning people, but simultaneously surprisingly traditional. It's really a place where people who want to think openly about various elements of their faith, their Christian faith, are safe to gather and have those conversations. So I went to this Reddit group and asked them to describe their own faith. So my post was titled, Describe Christianity simply. Now, I really wanted to phrase this question in a very particular way. I wanted to say, you meet someone not from here. I mean, really not from here. A space alien. This alien asks you about your faith, your personal faith. Tell them what you believe. Oh, this is good. Yeah, I thought you would like it. The purpose of making it an alien, in my mind, was to get away from kind of any assumed knowledge. But in the end, I knew that probably the whole space alien theme might be a little bizarre for people and turn some people off. So instead, I wrote, you meet someone who's not heard of religion or faith. Recently, though, the person has heard that you are a Christian and asks you, what Christianity is. This isn't a moment for a dissertation. Imagine that you have limited time, say a commuter bus ride. I also went on to give some further background to my asking the question. So I said this, explanation. I believe religion happens at three basic levels. The authoritative, the authority level. These are the people in leadership of the faith or scholars who don't actually have a lot to do with the people who are in the pews. Second level, clerical level. These are the people who most of us interact with as the spiritual leaders in our congregation. Might be clergy, might ne not necessarily be clergy, but normally that is. The third group is the lay level. These are the everyday members of communities of faith or belief groups. And I would argue that these three groups I've just described often see the faith they share in very different ways. I'm in the second group. I'm a retired clergy person, but I'm interested in hearing from lay people as to how they would describe, and this is important, the essential beliefs and elements of their own personal Christian faith.
Now, first let me say that going to a Reddit group that focuses on talking about Christian faith immediately narrows the kind of person I'm asking, and that was intentional. I wanted to ask the question somewhere where I was going to encounter people who were inclined to answer the question. I also will say that I was anxious that I would get a bunch of Bible quotes. It wasn't going to be particularly helpful nor illuminating if I just had a bunch of people answering with things like John 3.16. But I got some really wonderful answers, surprisingly wonderful, thoughtful answers. So let me, I'm going to quote two for you. One is a guy who goes by the name Humorous Bones. I like that name a lot, Humorous Bones. And he answered, basically, there are two rules that we try to live by, even though we know that they're impossible to keep 100%. Number one, Love God. In practice, this means humility, accepting that you aren't the center of the universe and taking this world and this life as a gift and a responsibility. Learning more about Christianity will help you love God. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. This is the essence of morality, that selflessness is good and selfishness is not. There's just as much complexity with this point as the first, and again, I believe learning more about Christianity will help here as well. Now, let me say that the point of this exercise is not to see if I judge them as being correct, but I will say, in this case, I could read this and say as a Christian, yes, that describes the faith that I know and follow. Also, this one very cleverly did quote Scripture, did quote the Bible, but without actually quoting the Bible. Mark 12, 30 through 31. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Okay, let me give you another that I thought was very well thought out. A person who goes by Nogrith, and he gave me the 15-second answer, and the 60-second additional time answer, too. I really like that. Nogrith had this to say. 15-second explanation. Christianity is the idea that we can make the world a better place by sacrificing our own self-interest to help others. We believe this attitude was embodied by Jesus Christ, particularly when he gave himself up to death on the cross in order to reveal this truth to the world. Additional Detail for the 60-second explanation. Christians are convinced that the first-century teacher called Jesus the Nazarene was the perfect human embodiment of God and that his life should be the template for our own. Through the teachings of Jesus, we are convinced that the God of the universe is perfect goodness and perfect love, and we worship that goodness and that love as the truest way of life because we trust that Christ Jesus perfectly represents that truth, way, and life. We are convinced that everyone can become like God through trusting the example of the Christ as our highest authority, and no one can become like God except by following that example. Now, again, let me point out that we're not looking for answers with which we agree and here's the question that I think will help sort out this process for us. Do you, after hearing this person's answer, have a sense of what this person believes in their faith life? And after both of these answers, I think there is a resounding and solid yes. Now, I'm not going to quote anyone who I think kind of missed the point of the question. There were some. 
I got some answers that were just quoting others, not offering their own beliefs. Some did things like paste a religious historical text in the answer, which I should say I fully understand, actually. I used to do something similar. When I was newly ordained, I was given the assignment of teaching classes, and I would teach a class on church history or liturgy or a particular book of the Bible. I did a lot of that, teaching about the Bible. And in those early years, I would show up for my class with my research completed, my notes typed, and ready for the class. And this is important, I would bring a stack of the reference books that I had used. Sometimes I'd have to make two trips because I was bringing as many as 15 books down from my office. Now, I would take these books and I would stack them up on either side of the podium from which I was going to speak. Now, let me tell you what was going on. In my mind at that moment, I brought the books in case someone asked for a particular citation that I had referenced during class. They never did. Never ever. As I became more comfortable in my role as a teacher and over the years and spiritual guide, I started leaving the books back in my office because I realized that I had brought them to the class as a shield of authority. You can't challenge me or question my position because I have referenced all of these authoritative books. That's why it was so important for me to stack them up where people could see them. I was almost hiding behind them. I wanted to speak in a way that allowed me to hide behind a shield of unquestionable authority. I did that, and so did some of the people who answered my question. They didn't say anything about personal belief. They just quoted some official document or church authority. And as I said, I understand. I used to do that. They were doing the same thing I used to do. I will answer with what I hope is the kind of authority that I cannot be questioned nor challenged. Oh, and in response to my question, some just felt it was an impossible task. And they said, yeah, it can't be done. No sense trying. Look, if this little exercise did anything, it left me impressed by how many people were really good at this. They absolutely nailed it. It was really cool. Now, before any of us feel intimidated by reading this and think, oh, I couldn't do that, remember that they weren't actually put on the spot on the back of a bus, asked to define their faith, or by an alien who had just abducted them into a flying saucer. We do not do that. Okay, the point being... As far as you know. The point being is that these people who answered had time to think about their answers. They weren't put on the spot. And more broadly, the point of all of this is maybe it would be a powerful exercise for each of us to think about what we believe. Fortunately, you aren't going to be expected to speak it in front of your congregation. It's just an opportunity to consider what you believe. And that's all for today. Look, just imagine that a new friend asks to have coffee with you and tells you before that, hey, I've been thinking about God, and I want to hear what you believe and why. And you may respond with something like, oh, I'd be happy to tell you. I'm really excited. I love my church. I'd be happy to tell you about my Baptist or my Presbyterian or my Methodist or my Lutheran, my Catholic, my Episcopal church, whatever your church is. Oh, I'm happy to tell you about my church. I just love it. And they say, no, 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 no. That's not what I want to do. That's not what I want to hear. I'm interested in you and your faith. What parts are meaningful to you? What do you believe and why? Knowing that you're going to have this conversation, what would you decide to say? Look, if you want to get in touch with me, 
to respond to this, to tell me you liked it, to tell me you hated it, to tell me what I should talk about next time, to tell me I should talk about nothing next time, my email address is dan at skypilot.zone, or you can hop over to the video version of this episode on YouTube and leave your thoughts in the comment section below this video. And on your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for joining us here today and being part of the SkyPilot FaithQuest community. This is a great place to ask questions you wouldn't feel comfortable or safe asking in other places. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions.